It's Saturday, September 18th, and you're listening to episode 15 of Firmly Planted. Nothing we do ever surprises God. Even when it's the same sin for the thousandth time, he's never caught off guard or unprepared. We live as though God opened a bank account in our name when he brought us into the family and deposited a certain amount of forgiveness to us. But only he gets the bank statements, and we're left in the dark wondering if this latest debit will leave us overdrawn. We tend to relate to God and our sinfulness as we would to an angry parent whose rules have been ignored one too many times. And if we've ever had just a glimpse of the magnitude of his holiness, or the depth of our depravity, we will find that wrath completely warranted. Except he doesn't look at us and see our sinful nature ever. He only sees his son. He only sees an adopted child. He poured out every bit of the wrath our sin justly deserves on his son at the cross. There is no more left to be unleashed on us. Everything we've ever done, everything we did or thought or said just today, every sin we will ever commit, every last speck of rebellion against God has already been paid for. What is to us only a future reality is to God a present truth. We are completely washed, the work of salvation fully accomplished Not one jot of iniquity is left uncovered by his son's atonement. Before Christ ever suffered, before Isaiah prophesied his birth, or David sat on his throne, before Moses led his people out of slavery, or Adam enslaved all humanity, God knew about you. He knew who you would look like, and what sort of job you would hold, and most importantly, exactly how much rebellion you would accumulate in your lifetime. He chose you and called you to be adopted, knowing precisely what it would cost, and he paid for it all that day on the cross. Certainly, God is grieved when we sin, and we should experience sorrow and confession, but never fear. Our first instinct should be to run to our Father, not cower in hiding until he's had time to cool off. It's only in his hand we will find sufficient grace to put off sin, and only by his side can we know the forgiveness we desperately and immediately need. There is no bank account subject to overdrafts. There's only a perfectly clean slate and a father eager to remind us of that fact. Ultimately, victory over sin is not, I think, the point of our struggling with this flesh here on earth. When my oldest was born ten weeks early, weighing less than four pounds, I marveled often at the thought that every bit of material for a full-grown, broad-shouldered, six-foot-ish man was contained in that tiny body, not much more than a ruler's length. On that April day, my son's physical truth was a long way from the future adulthood in store for him, but the DNA was nonetheless already present. We are the same way. From the moment of our adoption, 
we possess within us the materials and tools to shape us into the image of Christ. Paul promises repeatedly this will happen. And no matter where you fall on Calvinism, there is no doubt that we are predestined to become like Christ. The better we fight against sin, the sooner we turn in repentance. The faster we take captive our thoughts, the quicker we seek forgiveness, the more our struggle with sin loosens the hold of present reality within us, and the more our future reality takes root. Maybe I've belabored the point, but it seems so common to struggle silently and alone in constant defeat against sin. When the answer I'm finding is to draw near to the very one we've offended most, who has promised to change us into the image of his son. Don't let shame keep you from the very light and love that has the power you need. Let us not grow weary then, or dismayed at the continual battle. And most of all, let's not sit on the fringes of the communion which will finally and truly set us free from the law of sin and death. Our struggle with sin does not change our status in the Father's eyes as ones fully covered by His Son's sacrifice, and we must refuse to allow circumstances to shake our trust in Him or His promises. Come with wonder and humble gratefulness, but always come. <laughs>